Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Welcome to the Fighting Cop Podcast, episode 62 of season 11, nearly season 12, which is exciting, isn't it? Because it's another season, another year passed and we're still alive. But it is exciting because Tottenham Hotspur are fucking fantastic and everything that's going on at Spurs at the moment is very exciting. But before we get into all of that, we're joined by Felonius Filth and Callum. How you doing, boys? Good, good, good. Yeah, man. All good, all good. Um, it's It's been about two weeks since, well, maybe two and a half weeks since we recorded the last podcast. Hey, how are you uh, How are you doing? Uh, what have you been doing since Spurs and football disappeared for a little bit? T, come on. I went to Santorini. That was nice. Um, feeling a bit recharged. I was feeling a bit drained with the whole, <clears throat> the whole pandemic. I hadn't really travelled since it started. But um, from a Spurs point of view, it's been, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good so far. Um, but I'm hoping it's not one of those where... Um, August 31st is like, you know, 2am, you know, just before the lights come on. You know, at the moment it's looking promising. I don't want it to be like August and we're still in the same position. So, but, you know, all in all, it's all good. See, if you, if you, you know, when you're on holiday and, and you might be getting older, your missus, and she lifts you up on the kitchen <laughs> surface, what, how would you take that? Well, I do, I do watch Love Island, so that's exactly what would happen, to be fair. Um, I've, seen, I've seen all the memes, um... I think, I think one of them said uh, men who watch Love Island still still get bathed by their mum. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, kind of kind of fits with uh, my personality with that happening. Cal, um, how, how, what what you been doing? In the, you know, in the, in the break from football, uh, <laughs> I went to Paris. It was very nice. Um, yep. You kind of told it's like this lovely kind of romantic scenic place and like the i did all the tourist stuff i went on like the open bus and went up the eiffel tower but on my first day i was what i went to the arc de triomphe which is this famous kind of monument thing near there and i was just walking back towards the hotel and this man walked past me and he was very close to me and i could tell he was really pissed and I just kind of grinned at him like, oh, hello, drunk man, kind of thing, and just let him walk along. And he's going, oh, sacre bleu, I'm really fucking pissed. And then uh, he's right? walked three... <laughs> don't care. He's walked three, four paces up the road. <laughs> yeah, walked three, four... He's walked three, four steps up the road, and I realise he's got his trousers down. <laughs> and he's got his lower half out. He is flashing people. I could see the back. I could see his ass. Yeah, But the people coming towards him could see... Yeah, Good. and then <laughs> he was walking, and people were look, kind of walking. I was, and I said, "Someone's going to fucking hit him in a minute." And then someone kind of half went for him, and then he kind of ran, scampered away, like giggling I, as he did. So, I, was like, I, Fuck, I can't say that I have not had similar conversation, uh, similar circumstances in in uh, Paris. I have. I went up mm. the Eiffel Tower though. Cause my, when I was thirty, I went to Paris for my birthday, and my dad was there, and he um, he went, "Let's go up the Eiffel Tower." And I was like, "Oh God." I don't really want to because I don't. I'm not good with heights. We got up to the top, and it takes ages to get up there. Fucking ages. It's not worth it. Mm. By the way, anyone going to Paris, just do not go to Paris in general, but also up the Eiffel Tower. And we got up there after sort of two and a half hours of ascend, uh, ascending this uh, thing. Mm. To my dad saying, 
didn't it? Didn't you willy tingle when you got up here? And that was it. That was what he took away from the Eiffel Tower. That he willy tingled when he got up that high. Oh, um, anyway, nice. let's uh, let's get, let's get into um, into Spurs and, uh, and and where we're at currently because we made a big signing in um, Perisic, which was fa- mm. fascinating and 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 interesting and uh, intriguing because he turned down Juve and Chelsea to join Spurs, which is something that, a position we haven't been in for a, a long time, if ever, really. Find, signing a ready-made player to come into the team, as we did with Perisic. And they're all, already naysayers. I don't know if you've seen this, T, but like naysayers around Perisic signing, Chelsea fans saying, oh, is he, is he that good? You know, Why would he sign for Spurs? What, what did you make of the Perisic signing, T? Um, it's a belt and braces signing. It's safe. Um, can't really go wrong with it, really. It's um, no free transfer. I like the look of him. He kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Robin in the way that he in the way that he plays. He can use both feet. I think it's a pretty solid signing. I mean, I'm not 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 fully fully hyped, but I think it's almost too sensible for Spurs. You know, there's nothing you can't really afford. It's just sensible. Mm. Best best uh, left wing back in Italy statistically last season. Wow. To, uh, along <clears> with <throat> the fact that we've just signed well Romero permanently. But um, we signed him, and he was t- statistically the best defender in Italy last year as well. I just feel like it was it, it, having him come in means that we don't have to worry about it. Is he going to bed in all right? Is he going to is he is he good enough, or is he is this a kind of a, a signing that comes on in two years? He's just going to come in and do the business, and he's crossing and in his delivery and his ability in the final third, along with being defensively sound means that it was just it made complete sense and to get it over the line uh made just it just made us all feel a little bit more comfortable Cal, i want to ask you a question from raz he says is this the time is this the most excited and optimistic you've been for a new season uh whatever oh wow um yeah do you know what i think it's definitely up there because it's, if you think about it, when, when we got, you know, we obviously got into the Champions League under Harry Redknapp and that was great. And that was just the one season, right? And then we got in the Champions League under Pochettino, but we it kind of, it was under a cloud in a way because of what happened against Newcastle on the last day and because of us not winning the championship. Like we, you know, we, we got close-ish to. And then after that, we were we were just successfully getting into, into the Champions League, which perhaps in hindsight we took for granted. And because we've had you know a year or two out, it's only been two years out. It feels like longer, but we've only had two seasons out of it. And now like we're we're back in the Champions League. We've got this top coach. We've got Harry Kane and Hung Min Sun in their prime. Even even Hugo Lloris is looking great at thirty four. Second um, statistically, the second best keeper in the league last year. Yeah. That's not a surprise to me at all. He's always up there in terms of statistics, like up there as as one of the top goalkeepers in the league. And thinking about the Perisic sign-in, you look at his numbers for goals and assists and you compare them to the left-backs that we've got, it's a massive upgrade, not, not, not just in goals and assists. And obviously the Italian league's not as strong as the English league, um, but he's been playing at a very high level for a very long time. And he's going to have that, he gets Conte. He's worked with Conte before, and yeah, he's, it's. I think it's a massive upgrade, and I think Ryan Sessegnon is really going to benefit from working with him. I think Reguilón might go, but yeah, in terms of excitement, yeah, massive, like massive. Back in the Champions League, top coach, like I said, Kane and Son in their in their prime, 
good young players, you know, coming through as well. Guys like Romero's only going to get better. Sessegnon is only going to get better. Skip, Skip, apparently, you know, Skip's back and looking fit, ready for preseason. There's a lot to look forward to. Plus, we're fucking loaded. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, T, what, what about you? Where are you? Are you excited? Are you optimistic? Where, where are you at? Wildly optimistic. Cautiously optimistic because I think, you know, full preseason of Conte um, and, you know, with the money that Cal just mentioned, there's a lot to be optimistic about. I mean, I think I wasn't sure we were going to finish fourth. Arsenal sat the bed and we have. I don't think we've got a squad ready for Champions League at the moment, but the club are making all of the right noises to, to address that. And, um, you know, the kit comes out early. Nice little kit launch with a little nod to Istanbul. Yeah. And, you know, you've got, um, you know, well, you, you got Bardi trolling Gunas, which is, you know, amusing. It's just, <laughs> just a fun time to be a Spurs fan. It's just, everything's just, just fun. Just on that, because you know how, how rated Ramsdale is in the Arsenal fan base. Um, mm. And then you, you know, you talk about, well, I did. I talk about Lloris being the second best keeper statistically in the league last season. And that is, there's no hype around Lloris because you expect that of him. But Ramsdale, mm. people, they're, they're just, they're like, oh, yeah, we've got Ramsdale. He's, his quality should be in the England squad, should be England's number one. And the last part of the season, even that, certainly against Newcastle, the second game, uh, the penultimate game for them, where they lost and, and pretty much mm. handed us the, um, the, the top four. Um, mm. It's just it's, this, it's a lot of hype around the team. There's hype around Saka. There's hype around Smith Rowe. There's a lot of hype around Arsenal, and, and there's there, there's a quiet confidence about Spurs. And I don't want to dig, jump on Arsenal and dig out Arsenal because we've done it so much, so many times. And it's it's getting to the point where there's so fucking there's so much that we can get them for that it's almost boring doing it. But mm. uh, but there is a quiet, plodding, systematic confidence about how Spurs are handling their business on the pitch with the manager and off it in terms of what Paratici is doing as well just feel really it's a weird feeling like T you just mentioned it but it's just been a weird feeling about it just feels like and the Paratici um, the Paratici signing just feels like the right thing doesn't it yeah and we've also got um, a new bloke um, scolding um because a performance director, but um, apparently he's really into his analytics, and I think that's the approach we're going to take with signings now. So um, that's a good sign, I think. In terms of um, finding gems, I think that's the way to go. I mean, I know people are against um, using stats to to analyse players, but it shows that the club are trying to move forward and move in the right direction. And it seems like everyone's singing from the same from the same hymn sheet. I mean, there was all this talk with Conte last season about whether he'd be here next season, and all that's disappeared. It's like everything, everything they're throwing at us, we're just throwing it back in their faces. You know, even there's only discredit Kane getting 50 goals for England of all those penalties. Yeah, I saw but, that. I but saw we that. Wind, well. They're winding people up. You know, if we were irrelevant, no one would even talk about us. You know, they're saying, oh, yep. we've won no trophies. But I think deep down, I know that we're, we're more than good enough to have won trophies. It's just, you know, just had nosebleeds in the final. But I feel that um, if Conte reaches the final, he'll win it. Go on, Cal. Yeah, it's... You know, like like you said before, Flav, there's so many we could get, so much shit that we could get Gooners with, and all they do is just say, oh, trophies, trophies. Fucking pathetic, to be honest. But, um, yeah, it's no, the last I think... Thing, it's the last thing they've got. That's all they've got now. It's like, literally it... all they are. <laughs> and this is why, why, why winning the trophy this season will dispel mm. everything. 
it will take every single bit away from them and, and every other football club who you know who their, their fans have throw at Spurs fan, that, that, that we've we've not won anything and and you know we haven't we haven't won anything we've got to deal with that and deal with it every single day but the vast majority of us think actually well, all right we we yeah yeah Arsenal have won more trophies in the past over Spurs for sure but they haven't finished above us in six years. I know it's not a trophy. I know it ain't. Well, that's, yeah, that's the thing as well. It's like they've won all these, they've won some FA Cups. Yep, yeah, cool. I'd love for a Spurs to have won an FA Cup. I'm not going to deny that. Um, they were in the Champions League 20 years in a row. They got to one final. We was in the Champions League four or five years. We got to one final. Are we, are we also going to pretend that all the trophies that we won ages ago don't count anymore because if that's the case then then Arsenal have never played Champions League football because they've not been in the Champions League for years they've been playing on fucking Thursday nights or not yeah how far how far back does this how far how how far back do we have to look where's the cut off that's my point I made this point in one of the many WhatsApp groups the other day what's what's the cut off where the trophies count and when they don't count because as I just said Arsenal were in the Champions League like 20 years in a row under Wenger their greatest ever manager who they fucking protested about and got booted out of their club um they were in the Champions League so many times. We've not won a, tr- a European trophy since 1984, and yet we've won more than them. Yeah. How fucking tragic is that? How tragic is that? Is that they got in the Champions League 20 years in a row and didn't win it once? That's not success. That's failure. Indeed. Indeed. In, in uh, their world. In their world, at least. <laughs> T, um, what, what, what are you expecting to come into Spurs? Mate? What, what, how, how, how big a shift in the first team playing staff do you think there'll be? Difficult to say. Um, I know, but that's why I was. I'm, 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 I'm musing. I'm musing. I'm, I'm appealing to Kristen to buy me some time to find yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, because I, did, I didn't prep you for that. <laughs> this is live podcasting, everybody. Um, I, I think there might be some upheaval. There's not much talk about outgoings, though. Yeah, uh, that, all right, that's a better mm. question. If you, if you had to choose a few players that, would, that you want to leave the club, and, and it might not mean that they're being replaced directly, but who do you think time is done? Harry Winks, obviously, but who else? Winks is at the top of the list. Um, I think Tanganga and Roden, I think they both either go get loaned out or just go. Um, well, Bergwijn kind of talking like he wants to leave. There's him. If we get, if we get 30, well, it's 30 million euros is, is the fee, apparently. And um, Ajax are looking to pay 25 million euros, which for me, I'll be like, oh, yeah, all right, go on then. So it's only yeah. like what's that two three million pound apart? What what yeah? I mean, what what do you think of him? T uh, like bovine like you know is is he should we get rid of him? Is he he's not really it doesn't feel like he's going to have a a career at Spurs. If we can get thirty million euros for him, it would be insane. I get the logic of him going. He wants to play every week. That's not going to happen at Tottenham. I think the um, I think the rise of Kulisevsky has kind of um, put the nail in his coffin. Really. Um, it would appear that Lucas Moore is happy to not play every week. I mean, I'd rather him have gone than Bergvine, but um, if Lucas Moore is happy to to come off the bench for another season, then that, that works out best for everyone. Um, I think Brian Hill will probably get sold as well. I don't think he fits into what we're trying to do. He's obviously a very nice footballer. I like watching him, but I don't think he's got the pace and power to play in the, in the front three for Tottenham. And I'm not sure he's got enough physicality to play any deeper either. Um Maybe a loan to a newly promoted club, Nottingham Forest. Maybe that'll sweeten the deal for, for Jed Spence. But I think those are the outgoings that I'm expecting. Um, t- Cal, what do, you, what do you make of our bat line? Because obviously we've been linked with Bastoni, who 
it appears he's he's said that he wants to stay at um, Inter. It felt like his agent was saying, no, come on, come on, please. I need to make some money here. Inter are ready to sell. You can make, mm. you know, Spurs want to buy you for £51 million. Just fucking mm. go. And, and you know, maybe it wasn't that. And maybe, like, he's so good that in a year's time or two years' time when he's ready to leave his home that that he'll be able to sign for any any club in, in the league. But you, we were linked with him. We didn't get him. We were linked with uh, Paul Torres today and uh, well, last couple of days. Um, yeah. And if we can get him in, that would be fantastic. Again, statistically, one of the best defenders in, in Europe. And Villarreal mm-hmm. got to the semi-finals of Champions League. Our back line currently of, of Dyer, Romero and Davies is sound. I, don't, I, I have no issues if those three are starting at the, at the beginning of the season. But... What, what, how, how do you think our back three will line up going into the new season if it isn't them three? I think we'll definitely strengthen the left side. I think what the the question is really is, do we sell Sanchez and buy another one for the right side? And then do we also, who's covering Dyer? Because what we have to what we have to think, we've had this great run towards the end of the season where we, what was it, won eight out of 11 or whatever it was. But that was playing without Europe. And next season, it's all about balancing the Champions League and and the Premier League, and you know, Conte's not known for being massively successful in Europe, so he has to have almost two teams of players that he can trust. And we've seen that this season that he doesn't trust a massive amount of the squad, and that's why he's only used 13 14 players. Um, and Lucas seems to be one of those players that he trusts, which I agree with too. I think he's one of those that might stay. I'm a bit of a sad bastard, Flav. I have a note on my phone where I have like the Spurs squad and I have like keep, sell, keep, sell. Okay, <laughs> stuff like... I don't know where it is. Let me find my phone. I've written notes, but I'm going to let me get what, my what phone. For, what, what, through, throughout the squad? Yeah, the whole squad. Like, and, I have it on my is, phone. Is, it, is this constantly be update, updated through it's the season? It's constantly updated, yeah. yeah and, I don't, well, Brandon Austin on this. No, he's not. Okay, no. you're not going to that Just the actual players, not the kids. Not so how, how, has, um, how has Ben Davies' position changed from, let's oh, say, God, a year ago? I've just looked at my little note and I've got him down to sell. Sell him. <laughs> ben Davies now. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Isn't I've it crazy? Looked... Isn't it crazy Like how, how different, thi- how, how things change? Because yeah. Ben Davies, like, and I, I'm not going to go over the same thing again, but Ben Davies, mm. you know, he's like... Like when Ben Bastoni said that he didn't want to come, or he, he doesn't yeah. want to leave Inter, more more to the point. Yeah. Um, the the idea of Ben Davies starting next season on the, on, on the the left hand side of the three, and mm. given the fact that his performance for Wales against Ukraine was imperious, mm. he's the best player on the park yeah. by a, a country mile. You just don't worry about it. Maybe we don't. Well, maybe we need cover rather than maybe Ben Davies is the guy, and we we just need cover for him. Mm. Is that it? Like, and and you 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 mentioned um, about Sanchez potentially being sold. You've got Roden as well. Would you, mm. Cal and NT? Would you sell? What would you rather do? Like, so if you if the money's in Sanchez and we can get thirty million pound or twenty five million pound for Sanchez, or you can get rid of Roden on a loan for a season. What 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 would you rather do? Would you rather keep? Roden hope that he can fill Sanchez's boots, or would you would you keep Sanchez and 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 lose the money and send Roden out on loan? I'd keep Sanchez. Um, I'm not a massive fan, but it always goes back to the same thing with these kind of cult heroes: is that successive managers have not picked Roden, successive managers have not picked Steven Bergvine, 
So there, there's something there. They're not good enough. So to answer your question, I would keep Sanchez. What about you two? I would keep Sanchez. I think Roden should be loaned with a view to buy. But Roden needs to play consistent games. Um, he's not getting a lot of games in a row, so he's not getting any, any real ri- rhythm. I don't agree that I would be over the moon if Dyer, Romero and Davies were to start the season as our starting centre-backs. Well, when the window closes, I should say. Um, I mean, Dyer and... I, did, I didn't say I'd, over, I'd be over, over the moon. I just said I'd be OK with it, I think. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a disaster, but I don't think it'd be great. I think um, I think at some point they're going to revert to the mean. Cal made a good point about it only being one game a week. We also have to um, realize that Sanchez filled in for um, Romero admirably against uh, Arsenal and mm-hmm. Norwich and Burnley. And Burnley, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, he, he can do a job, but I think Tanganga Road and those two have to be sold or at least loaned with the view to be. With with a view to be sold. Um, as for Sanchez, I think it's probably his last season. Next season, I think after that, we're going to have to really move on from him. But um, I think we need to be in a position where Ben Davies is probably the understudy or someone who's going to fill in. And um, that has to be in a position where he can't be guaranteed to play because, as I said, we've got two games a week. So I wouldn't want to hang my hat on Eric Dyer, um for whole of next season because he's he's essentially the only only one who can play well. The only one Conte trusts to play in the middle. Maybe Real yeah. America could do it, or Sanchez could do it, but he, he needs someone like uh, Eric Dyer, and like you say, with the amount of games. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, um, I think um, so. Go on. Well, is it, is it unfair on Ben Davies if he is replaced, given how good he was? Actually, I don't, I don't, I don't think replaced. It's, it's a squad game. I don't. I'm not yeah. saying it'll be replaced. I just think I just don't think that. Um, we need. He needs to be in a position where he's, he's got no competition for his place. Yeah, yeah, mm. um, yeah. So, so like, are we, are we be, are we exaggerating the fact that Ben Davies, that, that how highly we all seem to rate Ben Davies right now? Are we exaggerating that fact? Are we just? Is it because that he started on, you know, he, he, the expectation of him was so low, and now he's at a position now where you feel like yeah, he's guaranteed to start. Right now, in uh, in our current setup, is that exaggerated? Are we just looking at all of the good things that he's done at Spurs in the last eight months, or is he legitimately something that we can rely on? I don't no. think we can rely on him. Or, or, or Sorry, Cal. Take go, 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 go. Uh, I don't think we can rely on him. It's a bit like uh, Matt Doherty. I mean, he's had you know, a bit of a you know Indian summer to, to last season before he got taken up by Matty Cash. I think. Ben Davis is a, is a reliable player and a great player to have, and I think um, I think I think you were right, Flav. There's a little bit of a low ceiling that we had from him because he's kind of out, outperformed that low ceiling. People are a little overboard, but I think it's nice. It's nice that people are saying nice things about Ben Davis. He's always um, carried himself well as a custodian of Tottenham Hotspur. Um, always, he never moaned when he was second choice to um, Danny Rose. Never moaned when Reggion and Sessegnon came in in his position at left back. And um... do, you remember, do you remember Poch said the same thing about him and Trippier? Is, is that they mm. when Rose and Walker were, you know, they were tired or were, weren't fit. Both of them came in. They didn't complain. They just got on with it. Maybe that, that yeah, that like exactly that plays into exactly what you said there, T. In that they just get on with it. And and those kind of players, I feel like, would fit into Conte's ideals and clearly clearly has and it maybe isn't just about ability that we saw Ndombele leave 
and he's coming back and he's going to be training or they're trying to ship him out. All the ability in the world, but there's something else that that Conte thinks is more important, which is, I don't know, just get on with it or I'll just do what you asked me to do, whatever it is. Do you think? Mm. I, I, yeah, I think there is something something with that and in that that, yeah, he has this great attitude and... You know, he's, like you said, he's never complained, never moaned. And I think managers respect that. There's been a couple of times where he's actually had to be rested and taken out. I think Wales sent him home uh, a couple of international breaks ago because I think he would play every single minute for Wales and for Tottenham. But I think they said, look, we're just going to send you back. You need to have a rest. And I think with Ben Davies, I think he has a certain set of skills which are suited to being a left-sided centre-back in a free. I think that's what he is. But I think because he's a left-footed defender and he's not a big towering presence, I think he's just been played at left-back by default. But yeah. he's very good technically as well. He's a very good technical... He's a good passer, isn't he? He's scored a few goals from left-back. Like, But I think that is actually what he is. He is a left-sided centre-back in a yeah. free. That, yeah. And he's that's very his, good at his, it. That's his position, isn't it? Clearly. Because yeah. he, he, yeah, he could have been a left-back in 1995, but not now. Yeah. yeah. Right, what do you mean? Well, back then, you know, wingers are just straight up and down. Now, right, like, right. Wingers like Sancho and all that lot is just... I don't think he could play left-back in the what modern you think, era. Like, uh, you know, the reputation he has at, at, at Wales when he's always played on, in, in the back three mm. on, on that left-hand side, and they love him. And I tweeted um, after that Wales game against Ukraine and said, what has Conte done to Ben Davies? And I had the geezer, a Welsh fan, said, this is what we know Ben Davies to be. What you've done with him previously is wrong. He tried to put him as a left back or a left wing back, and that's not what he's suited to do. He's a centre back in a free, and it's it's sort of unfortunate for him because you know there isn't a lot of managers don't want to play free at the back, or it wasn't fashionable for a long time, or it, when it became fashionable to, for some of the bigger teams in the world, Spurs weren't playing that. Um, so, and, and obviously when Pochettino was doing his best stuff, it wasn't with free at the back; it was with four. So. Um, yeah, it's actually, been a bit of... sorry. That's actually, thinking about it, big picture. If you think about it, you've got you brought in Perisic, right? And he's thirty-three. And say we sell Region because there's been noises about him, hasn't there? About Region perhaps leaving. Um, and then you've got Sessignon, but Sessignon's prone to an injury, right? It makes sense to buy a left-sided one just in case Ben Davies has to play left back again. If Perisic at thirty-three. And Sessignon's made a quavers and gets injured again. And Reguilón's gone. It makes sense. Yeah, it, and Reguilón's gone. Cover. It makes sense to yeah, protect that left side over the right side. Because the right side, Tanganga, T's right. Tanganga needs a loan. Championship loan for a year and just see how he does. And if he does really well, then sell him. But you've got Doherty and Emerson Royale. That's, for me, that's actually the more interesting conversation. What one of them do we sell? If we're going to say we do get Jed Spence, do we buy Jed Spence and loan him back? Or do we sell sell one of them to? That's a great question. Uh, I think. Not, it, go on, go on, T. I'd probably loan him back. To be fair, give him a season in the in the Premier League. Yeah, um, so would I. Move on, um, Doherty or Royale or both. Get two right backs in. Work, work for me, but um, I think we need someone who can get up and down a wing. I think um, Royale is competent, but I don't think he's what we need in a Conte formation. I think the goal that. Doherty scored against Leeds is the sort of thing that Conte wants to see where one one wing back is setting up the other wing back. And I don't think we're gonna get that with um with Royale. 
So you're saying by by Jed Spence loaning back and by another right wing back? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, be, it's like um, that scene in um, was it Rise of the Foot Soldier? Mm. <laughs> One right back, two right backs, three, three right backs, four right backs, five fucking right backs. I can't Loving do five right backs. <laughs> Not talking about you. I'm talking about me. I want five right backs. That's fucking. That is niche. That is niche. That is um, very niche. Queen, thinking uh, about it. Go on. Sorry, I, I I disagree with T. I I want. If Spence is going to sign for Spurs and elephant in the room, Conte, you don't know if he's going to stay. One season, two seasons, ten seasons. I want I want Jed Spence to spend as much time with Conte as possible. If anyone's going to make him, if anyone's going to develop him, it's going to be Conte. So I would want Jed Spence at Tottenham playing for Spurs, working with Conte, and I, I would don't, probably also, sell Real. I don't think Spurs buy Jed Spence for 15, 20 million and send him out on loan. I don't think that's ever happened. Ever, if that is if that is the structure of the deal that that sending uh, and I get it completely. Sending him out on loan makes complete sense because mm. you give him a season with Nottingham Forest where he's comfortable, learn how difficult it is to play in the Premier League, probably get relegated, but you learn a lot and then come back to Spurs. And if Conte's there still, then you've got a a, a much more complete footballer than you did beforehand, but. If we spend that much more, that much money on him, I can't. I just can't see it happening. Anyway, we move on. Uh, Quinn he sends in a question here, um, and it says, "How fucking big would it be if we signed Jesus, meaning a, a young phenomenal striker, and a B Arsenal went for Valarvic to Jesus to Enketia en- sign a new contract?" Um, <laughs> I. I, I don't hate the idea of Jesus signing for uh, Spurs. I don't. Um, I don't want to compete and, and get into a bidding war with Arsenal over him. But if we maintain our interest in him and force Arsenal to pay more in wages, because that's what they have to do now. Like if Arsenal are in, interested in the player that Spurs are interested in, all we need to do is dip our toe in the water, and they have to they have to pay an, an extra hundred grand a week to get him, which hamstrings them in the, it, hamstrings them in the long in, in the long run mm. what, what what do you make of that idea that that um Gabriel Jesus is going to sign for Spurs T um I mean he's ultimately going to be a backup for Harry Kane but he does think of Arsenal Jesus some, something about him something about yeah. his face that just yeah yeah thinks of um <laughs> doing those Adidas promo shoots in some fucking chip shop in Finsbury Park we were in some 1985 Arsenal kit with JVC on it. I had to see Jesus doing that 100%. Obviously, it'd be nice to sign him to wind up Arsenal, but he's he, but he's got Arsenal written all over him for me. They do that a lot, don't they, Arsenal? They, 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 I don't, I don't, you never see Spurs players in a chip shop in, in Tottenham. And um, <laughs> it's probably because it would be disingenuous for them to do that. Yeah, but just a tad. Just a little bit, wouldn't it? It would be probably be, um, you know, not... The, the best look but Arsenal do do that and I don't know if you like I, I grew up in Frinsby Park there isn't a single Arsenal fan who's ever stepped foot out of their car in, in Frinsby Park <laughs> not a single one we're, we're becoming one. the same way but yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> that's 100%. funny yeah no, no no chance they're all just like flexing or, or, or holding up their shirts and all that shit and, and you could imagine Jesus doing that he's not come from Brazil to, to Man City and all the lavishes that you have there 
to go and, 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 and bowl her out Frinsby Park like he's one of the like a bit of the furniture it's just, it doesn't work like that around there at all um, w- w- would you take him if there was the op- opportunity to sign him and it's going to cost like £40 million given the fact that he's not going to be a number nine it's, he, he seems like a to me it'd be like an upgrade on Bergwijn and 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 if you could sell Bergwijn for £30 million and buy him for £40 million, would that be £10 million well spent Cal? I think so. He's played in the Premier League. He's only 25. He's he played only in the Premier League. He's won Premier League. <laughs> yeah, he's won the fucking Premier League like four times or whatever the fuck. He scored goals in the league. He's played in the Champions League. He scored goals in the Champions League. Like, he's clearly a proven top player in the Premier League. And, and Harry Kane's going to play most of the games. And he's shown that he's happy to not play every game but to buy into the bigger picture in order to win trophies. And like he's had to do at City, he's not played every game, but he came in at a time where Aguero's legs were starting to go and he filled a gap there. And I've always used that comparison with Harry Kane is Harry Kane's 29 next month. He's had the hamstring, he's had the ankles. And I've, I've always felt that we needed someone that can come in 20 games a season and, and play instead of Kane because he's, he's played so much football over the years that I'd just like to have someone, I think Jesus is, is probably perfect because he's done that role before he's 25 and he's won the Premier League four times so I would I would take him but I can see to his point he does feel like an Arsenal player but you're right as well if we go for a player and Arsenal go for a player he's going to Spurs what a wonderful position we find ourselves in in and and, and pretty much that is is down to the last three games of the Premier League last season bearing in mind Arsenal were four points ahead of us ahead of us going into that North London derby we dicked them we beat Burnley. We beat Norwich. We, we, I remember Conte saying the last six games, it was impossible for us to win every single one. We won five and drew one. And that was uh, at Liverpool away. And wow. just on that note, we, we, we were the team that stopped Liverpool from winning the league. I know they, <laughs> there were draws back in the day and there was draws and missed performances like earlier on in the season. But the narrative was set towards the end of the season. They had to get a result against us. They didn't. We drew, and that essentially guaranteed Spurs finishing above Arsenal into the Champions League places. And there wouldn't be a conversation whether or not Spurs could influence the lives of Arsenal if that hadn't had happened. And now we're like, who are you interested? What is it, Arsenal? Because there are ears going around. Like people know what other clubs are up to. They must do. Like there isn't a chance that Paratici doesn't know who's who Arsenal's contacts are. In the same way that we forced, and I'm not saying this is a victory for Spurs, but we <laughs> we forced Liverpool to buy Diaz, Diaz six, six months before they wanted to buy him. And while, you know, it ended up in them signing a, a very, very good player, we, we have a role to play in where players go now. More, most specifically, where, what, what players end up at Arsenal. So if you're interested in... I don't know, any any of the fucking players you're interested in. Spurs go, mm, yeah, all right, well, we'll have a look at you. Just call the agent, say we're interested. And uh, Arsenal, the only way Arsenal buy him, buy that player over Spurs, is to offer another £100,000 a week on top or something like that because they don't have Champions League football. They're a smaller football club and they just have to deal with it. And this is why Arsenal fans are just reacting the way they are. Oh God! Uh, what have you won? What have you? It doesn't matter what we won. Where we are right now is a team that dictates who you sign. <laughs> we are the straw. We're the we're the straw that stirs the drink. We're the yes. kingmakers. 
<laughs> we, like are the, said, Louis, we are the man that knocks the door. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> we are the man that pulls out before you put in. <laughs> the thing is, um, we're doing the same event. Um, we're saying that um, if you're not going to sell us Bastoni, we'll get a Bremer. So make this your is... minds up. So, what, yeah. so T, what's, what, what is that with the story that happened earlier? What was that? Well, um, I think in the Italian press has come out that Conte and Paratici have said to um, Inter that, look, you know what, if you're not, not going to give us Bastoni, we'll take Bremer, who you guys want as well. So <laughs> make your yeah. minds up. I like that energy. Yes. Yeah, 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 the straw that stirs the drink. You can just imagine it, can't you? Conte on the phone, no shirt on, screaming in Italian down the phone. Is this what you want to play? You want to play with me? Like fucking, I don't know. But he's just yeah. But they're also it's like, like, like saying so, so. Conte's mm. Conte saying like they're they're going like, yeah, but Antonio, like we we've got history here. Like two years ago, we we were in trebles and that. And he's like, no, fuck you. We want Bastoni or we mm. buying Bremner. Mm. <laughs> Exactly that. Yeah, no, it's it's big. It's big. Even if it's not Sorry, true, to... I love it. Yeah, um, I, love I would say too. as well, a lot of people are getting a bit ants. Do you know what I kind of noticed actually? It's like it's like Christmas Day with transfers. Like you know, like when you sit there and you've got your kids in front of you, and they've got this huge fucking pile of presents, and they open one, they quickly look at it, and then they sling it down, and then they, all they want to do is open the next thing, right? That's how I kind of feel some of some of our Spurs fans are like with transfers. It was like we signed Perisic and you look at the comments on Twitter and it'll be, what about Bastoni? What about this? What about this player? What about Ericsson? Bale? I, I like, feel like I feel like Conte's a bit like that as well. Yeah, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Like T, can you imagine, T, imagine um, like uh, Conte on Christmas Day and he opens up Perisic. He's like, yeah, I know. I knew I, knew I was getting that. Where's mm. Bastoni? <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at he looks at his mum and throws, doesn't even open the next present because he knows that's fucking Jed Spence. And then yeah. <laughs> this one, this is a massive present, big one. Fraser Forster. He's like, he's like, no, no, let's um, let's let's get the next one. But you're right, you're right. There is there is there has been a lot on Twitter about the hundred and fifty million pound not existing. Like that's not a real thing, and Spurs will continue to do the Spurs thing. Those We're are, not those even Russian bots. 100% give us their Russian bots. All their tweets look the same, formatted the same. These are Russian bots invading Koi's Twitter, trying to destabilise the club. And, you know, I'll see you. I'll see you. Yeah. Mm. Fuck you. Ars- Arsenal fans are sad enough to set up bots. They are sad Indeed. enough to set up bots to destabilise us. But all I would say is it's June the 9th. The window ends on August the 31st. Relax. Relax, people. It's Indeed. going to be fine. It's not even They're started. It's like, we're not, this is, the window's the, not even open. Uh, there's no international tournament. There's untold time to get things done. I'm not talking about going into the last week of the season and pulling something off. This is different now. The, the money's in the bank. It can be spent. There's clearly untold conversations being had. The minute the Bastoni news came out that Actually, it was been even before the Bastonian news that he, he he wanted to stay at Inter, and he, he made it seemed to be the narrative made it, that it was clear that Bastoni wanted to stay, and Conte or Parati had to convince him. But that means like sometimes they're just going, I just don't want to leave the club that I feel comfortable with, not not less any club like a major superpower in Europe in Inter Milan. There's tons of time for them to do it, and the minute that Bastoni uh, news came through, even before, as I just said. Raúl um, Torres was was linked from Villarreal, and they want Lo Celso. 
we want him. I saw him play a couple of games against Liverpool in the semi-final and I thought he did well. He looked really good. I don't know how good he is, but people seem to rate him. Again, statistically, if you look at who scored, he looks fantastic. But there's clearly a plan and many, many spinning plates uh, that that Paratici is uh, juggling or whatever the fuck you do with spinning plates. Um, So... Yes, it's fine. Anyway, we've got a, 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 a more sort of pertinent question here, boys. From uh, Reb is Happy, Rebecca Cully. She asks, if every time Levy bummed your mum, he gave Conte another 500 grand to spend, how many times would you let him bum her? See? She'd be prolapsed. Um, well, no, see, you can't just jump in with that. Prolapse would say 80 mil. That's 190 times. No, 160 Wait, times. My bad. I'll repeat the question again. I think so, I was hearing it. All right, okay. If every time Levy bummed your mum, he gave Conte another 500 grand to spend, how many times did you let her bum? Grand. So 500 grand. So if every time he bummed her, she got a, he got a mil? Yeah, twice. Yeah, so twice, well, yeah, d- twice well, is well, a million. Yeah. How many times did you let her bum? Let him bum? A math. So that'd be 300 times, wouldn't it? 300 times would be... 150. Another 150. Yeah. yeah. So we'd have 300 million plus, plus whatever players we sell, plus our normal transfer. You've got, a, you've got, to, let, you've got to let Levy bum your mum 150 times. Yeah, to get what I want, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, but you're not going let, to let him do that, though, are you? Because that's your mum. Like, she's aged. Yeah, yeah, but I want those players, man. Fuck yeah, I want those players as well, mate. God bless you. Thank you so much, T. See, so, so if all that money, mom, my all that money, I build a new yeah, asshole. <laughs> You're not getting the money. Levy ain't going to spend. New asshole. Levy isn't going to destroy your mum's asshole and then rebuild it, is he? I'll, I'll be the part of the deal. So you know what? Yeah, put two million in the side, rebuild her yeah. asshole. It's all good. Yeah. What, what's yeah. your old man saying about this? Whatever. He'll <laughs> get a better yeah. money himself. Buy a new gaff. Yeah. Buy another one. I don't yeah. think. I, I honestly don't think Spurs. Spurs is sort of march forward is worth enough for me to consider such a thing that Reb has posed to us. But Cal, what are you going to say? My mum brought a step family into my house as a child, and I never quite got over that. So. You can't use this as payback. That that'd be dark. yeah. It is that's exactly what it is. All I want is for my team to be good and to win loads of shit. I want to win seven trophies over the next three years. And so, mum, you got to take one for the team because you brought another man into my house. It's more than taking one for the team, isn't it? It's a lot for me, a second born. Yeah, I, I feel like it gets to a point in your life where you have to take responsibility, and um, you know yeah. maybe not let your mum go through that. Well, I kind of looked at it like my mum should take responsibility for bringing a man into my house and two stepbrothers who I didn't like. Oh, I, I can't, that's too much to unpick on the Fighting Cup podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll make my decision. With you. <laughs> um, okay, I, I think I think we should uh, we could probably wrap that up. Is there any anything else you want to see say about? Um, the things that are going on, any any other sort of news stories you've heard or anything you want to talk about around Spurs tees, anything that, that you're, you're feeling at the moment or, or are you just happy for the sort of doldrums that we find ourselves in in terms of football being gone? 
I'm just I'm I'm just happy. I'm just on I'm I'm, I'm on a cloud and um it's, it's it's weird to just feel that way, isn't it? To feel content rather than well, looking at Sky News Sky Sports News every moment. I, I messaged um Jack the other day, Jack Huss, and I said, um it feels like there's like a custard pie around the corner gonna smash us in the face, but I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about just the afterglow of this happy moment for Tottenham. How about you, Cal? Yeah, man, I, I like I like the break. And it's weird, isn't it? You get to the end of the season and if we've had a shit season, you think about Mourinho, the Mourinho year or whatever year, you just think, oh, I want the season to be over. But this, it was like, we're back in the Champions League, which I'm really appreciating this time around. I've watched the the first two goals of the North London derby about 30 times. I had it same, on yesterday. Same. I put it on yesterday. Like, I, I have it on all the time. I'm going to enjoy this. I saw I saw Billy Billy T say it on Twitter. He was arguing with some Arsenal fan, and this Arsenal fan was like, "Oh, yeah, tonight you've won the Premier League." It's like I'm going to be enjoying this all summer, and that's yeah. that's exactly how I feel. I'm enjoying this all summer. I'll worry about the custard pie when it comes, but for now, I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm enjoy it. Back in the Champions League, loads of money to spend, new players, Harry Kane. Hopefully, signs an extension. Fucking hell, what else? What else could I want? This is the thing, is it? it, it, it like they're, they're saying we're acting like we've won the Champions League. It doesn't matter. They're, every every little victory we have over them is so important. It's so, it feels so good, and we should enjoy every single moment of it. That they, we've reduced them to being reactive, whereas previously they were dismissive of us. Oh, we, like it's Chelsea, it's Manchester United. Like they, those are our actual rivals. They still talk about it to this day. <laughs> Their fans don't even give a fuck about Arsenal anymore. They don't, and Chelsea don't give a fuck about Arsenal. In fact, Chelsea and Arsenal fans hold hands and and, and stick fingers up each other's asses when when yeah. they're doing something that damages Tottenham. What's happened is that Spurs have become so significant that they have to they have to just become reactive. Hmm. We force them become to become reactive, not only as a fan base but as a club. What player you're interested in? We'll take hmm. him. Pay him another hundred yeah. grand. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, they had the invincible season, doubles, Champions League football successively, and all this wonderful stuff, right? And, you know, I'm 38, and I grew up one one time in, what was it, 97, 98, we needed Arsenal to be Everton to guarantee us to stay in the league. And all of that's happened... And they've done all this great stuff, and now we're better than them. That's got to really hurt. And they'll deny... They are, they are hurting. Yeah, that's got to really hurt to see shitty Tottenham, because we were fucking shit. In the 90s, I can't even watch some of the stuff from the early 2000s with Andy Reid and all that. I can't even watch it, Gary Doherty. But we were awful, and now we're better than them. And that's got to really hurt. Trophies or not, that's got to hurt to see us above them every year. Fucking love it. T, um, just talking about the early 2000s, who's your favourite player from the early 2000s? Oh, God. I've got, I'll, I'll chuck one in there. Uh, Chris and Ziga. Ah. Oh, okay. Who, like, who's your favourite? I, I liked Poya. I feel I don't like mm. him now. But at the time, I was really happy that we got him. That just shows how low we were. Redknapp? Sheranham, Jamie. I love Sher- Sheranham. Was my first, fa- my but, first. Yeah, but when hero. he came back, when he came back, though, I, I was, was so happy. I was. <laughs> I, I hadn't forgiven him either. I, I thought he was. Right. That was. 
that was the first time because we had Sheringham and then we had Campbell leave shortly after, yeah. or a couple of seasons yeah. after. And that, that mm. was the like, first time I actually thought, what, I got, it, was, it, it made national news. I remember sitting in my, mm. um, my, the front room of my nan's house and the news came on and Sheringham had signed for Manchester United and I was absolutely gutted. I absolutely yeah. loved Sheringham. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, th- I think, but, but Christian Ziga, just the way he played football. Do you remember how, how his career ended, T? No. He got a dead leg on Boxing Day. And apparently his leg, ah, he got he lost sort of, it. Yeah, he got some sort of clot, and his leg sort of became so physically hard, like there was no flexibility in any of his muscles, and they, they wow. thought that he might lose his leg. Got a dead leg wow. playing in the game. Anyway, uh, I think that'll do for the Fighting Cop podcast. Um, we'll probably do a couple more through the summer, but not too regularly, and we'll build up to next season, unless something absolutely truly magical happens, and that might be signing couple of decent players that improve our first team but thank you very much mm. T and Cal you're legends you're and uh, we'll speak soon ciao alright it's the fighting it's the fighting clock it's the fighting it's the fighting clock a camel Social Podcast Network. Sports 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 Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.